Isn't it good to be in God's house? This morning I want to begin in Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. And would you stand with me while we read? How many have ever wished at particular times in your life that you could just sit down in God's lap and tell Him all your troubles and get answers right direct from Him for you? Have you ever wished that? You realize you can do that today? You can do that today. People want God to speak. They want him to speak out loud. I've always contended if you'll sit down with the word of God and you'll read it out loud, you're hearing God's word. I want you to listen to what the writer says in Hebrews chapter number 1 and see how God is speaking to you today. He says, God who at sundry times, or many different ways, and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he made the world's who being the brightness of his glory, the expressed image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I contend today that God is still talking. Would you look to him? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your ministry. We thank you, Lord, for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is here. We thank you, Lord, that you're about to change our lives forever. Lord, I pray that you would drop in our spirit your word today. May we depend upon it. May we look to you, Lord God, for the word of God is right and true and holy and righteous, and it never changes. It is vibrant. It is life itself. We give you praise, and we thank you, Lord, for this day, and we ask God for your blessing upon all and all that you say, Lord. May we hear it and understand it and apply it to our hearts. These things we ask in Jesus' precious name. And everyone in God's house said, Amen and Amen. Would you turn to your neighbor, shake their hand, and tell them, listen to him. You may be seated after you shake a few people up. God is still talking. We're going to find out today that there is no more intense activity associated with the power of God, the presence of God, the life-giving, the sin-forgiving, the blessing, than when God opens his mouth. 
We all want a visitation from the Lord. We all want to feel the presence of God. We want to entertain the Holy Spirit when we have praise and worship. We want to set the table for the, for the preaching and for the altar service. I've always contended, and I point the young ministers to the fact that everything in the service points to the altar service, the encounter with God. What sets it up any better than to hear the word of the Lord? Listen to what John the writer says in the gospel of John, first chapter and the first few verses. He says, in the beginning was the word, capital W, personal pronoun, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God And the Word was God. Somebody say amen. Can I I have a show of hands that believe in the Word of God this morning? Jesus is God. Now listen. In reference to Jesus, in reference to the Word, listen to what the Word says. Get a hold of it this morning. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That chair you're sitting on, courtesy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The flesh that hangs on your skeleton, courtesy of Jesus Christ. The brain and the spirit whereby you're sitting there with cognitive thought, thinking thoughts about the moment and thoughts afar off, all by the courtesy of the Lord Jesus. Can you give him praise this morning? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. What does that mean? Spiritually speaking, you draw your breath, you have life, you have spirit, all by the courtesy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Let me now go just a little further into John chapter number 1. And it says, verse number 14, And the Word, Jesus, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The 12 apostles lived and walked, studied, ate with the Lord Jesus Christ and had been so long time with him. They knew he was of God. They knew he was a rabbi. They believed upon him. But one day they asked him and said, Lord, show us the Father. How many would like to be in the presence of the Father? Do 
Don't, don't throw the disciples down and tread upon them because they ask a silly question. But the question was somewhat silly. Jesus gave them a very serious answer. He said, if ye have seen me, ye have seen the Father. Now we believe in three person Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But Jesus came representing the Godhead in human flesh. Everything he did was commissioned by the Father. Every deed he did was authenticated by the Father. Every act, every miracle, everyone that was raised from the dead, every step he took upon the waters, every person he touched, every leper he cleansed, every lame person that leaped to their feet, Every heart condition that was healed, every diabetic that received a healing, every cancer person, cancer patient was delivered all by the authority of the Father as Jesus Christ subjected himself to the will of the Father. Here is something not only ministers can learn, but everybody can learn. You need to be under spiritual authority. I am directly under the authority of the pastor. The pastor is directly under the authority of the people he serves, the state overseer and the general overseer. You say, what about the general? General overseer answers to the council and answers to the general council, every single ordained minister. There will never be a time in your life when you might think you are the top dog. If you desire position and not service, you are not a minister. If you require a title, there are people running around with titles today. They're an apostle. They're a prophet. They're a prophetess. What they're telling you is, I got something you can't have. Everyone that's filled with the Holy Spirit can operate in all the nine gifts as the Spirit gives them utterance. Somebody praise God this morning. Now, if that just turns your apple cart over, I'm sorry. I'm ready to mash your apples. The Word of God is powerful. He said... He spoke to us in time past by the prophets, but it hath in these last days spoken to unto us by his son, Jesus Christ. What, what is there about the spoken word of God? Go back to the book of Genesis. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. There's something that happened there because God creates perfectly and then all of a sudden things are out of order. That's another sermon. But let's look now a little deeper. God is in the business of creating. If you want to think about God in in just very basic things and very basic terms. We know that God is holy. And here's something else you need to understand about God. He is the creator. 
He hasn't changed. He's in the business of creating. You might want to turn me down a little. I'm hurting my own ears here. (laughs) He has created the creative God. Think about what he did. It says, and God said, let there be light. Guess what happened? Light didn't argue. Light didn't say, I don't feel like it today. Light didn't say, I'm going to hold back. I'm I'm just going to give a little bit of light. I'm going to be dim. I'm I'm a dimmer switch. No, the Bible says, let there be light and there was light. Somebody praise God today. Everything you see in our solar system, and that's all you can see with a naked eye. I know a little bit about what's out there. I've, I got myself a telescope and all that kind of stuff. I, I know just enough to know that I don't know anything. That's how much I know. But the closest star in our solar system is four and a half light years away. The closest one, Alpha Centauri in the southern hemisphere, It would take you four and a half years traveling at 186,000 miles per second to get there. The closest one. Our sun, which is a star, which we revolve around, making us a solar system, is about 93 to 96 million miles away, depending upon what part of our orbit that we are in. The sunlight that you enjoy when you step out is about seven or eight minutes old. The stars you see at night, many of of those are millions of light years away. A million or more years ago, it gave light and you're just now getting it. Just now letting your receptors in your retina enjoy what God made millions upon millions of years ago. Since the advent of the Hubble Space Telescope, they found out that there's more than our little Milky Way galaxy. Andromeda is pretty close. You can see Andromeda with a moderate uh, telescope, just kind of like a little fuzzy object out there. But it's also a spiraling galaxy like our Milky Way galaxy. But the Hubble has found out, and God already knew all this, that there's not millions of other galaxies. There are billions of other galaxies. Our own little Milky Way galaxy, one of billions, takes you about 150 to 175,000 light years to get across. Are you feeling kind of small this morning? (laughs) When God opens his mouth... Creative energy is released. Power is given forth. Life-giving power is given forth. There is no other act of God that I can find in the Word where His energy is so intensely, so intimately released as when He speaks. And yet... You leave your Bible set on the shelf and collect dust week by week by week. 
when God's mighty power is locked up in the word. And you can read in the word that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You want more faith? Yes, you can pray. You can seek God's faith. But faith, but it's going to be given to you when you read his word and believe upon his word. God said, let there be light. Light showed up, ready to serve. God's, God created the, the world as it is, the waters, every living creature, every creepy crawler, everything that you've ever seen or ever imagined came forth because God said. You today are here. In your bodies, in your right minds, because God ordained it, he willed it, and he allowed it. Some of us are fighting the will of God. We're dragging around so much luggage, so much junk in our lives that it's hard to let God have his way. You're dragging around hurt feelings. Everybody's after me. Everybody's against me. Pastor said this. He was preaching to me. Know that the creative energy of God is released in his word. When we hear the word of God read, when we hear a preacher, when we hear our community of believers, our brothers and sisters give good advice out of the word of God, God is trying to wake you up and get you involved in something that's going to heal your situation and give you life and that much more abundantly. Would you give him praise this morning Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquity the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed There's only one name you need to call upon this morning to get the attention of God himself. It's not Mohammed. It's not Confucius. It's not some other wannabe something somehow, some way. His name is Jesus, the Word, the Son of the living God. There is no other name. No other blood can cleanse you from your sin. You can sacrifice all the animals you can assemble you can pray for 40 days and fast 40 days and 40 nights but not one of your sin is going to be forgiven until you call upon the name of Jesus Christ admit your sin and welcome him into your heart Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You get it on good authority. There's only one door. There's only one gate, and it's Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am 
The seven I am statements. I am the bread of life. You want something that will satisfy your hunger from here on in? Brother Jeff, the flesh is never satisfied. Your addiction to drugs will never be satisfied. Your addiction to pornography will never be satisfied. Oh, how do he know? I don't. The Holy Ghost does. The flesh in general will never, ever be satisfied. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the first, I am the last. I am Alpha, I am Omega. I am everything in between and everything you need. I can satisfy your longing in life. Absolute totality. He will fill you up to overflowing. I remember very well laying my earthly father to rest. And he was a man of God. He wasn't perfect. Neither am I, neither are you. But he was my dad, and I embraced his teaching. And when we laid him to rest, I had assurance in my heart that I'm going to get together with him again. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Since Jesus Christ has washed my sins away and made me a child of God, I'm on my way to heaven and there's nothing you can do about it. You think about that today. Some people say that the most feared thing in this world is public speaking. I don't get it. (laughs) Number two on the list, number two on the list is the fear of death. I don't get that either. For me to pass from this life, the old clay pot breaks and the real me steps out. Somewhere around six foot four, six foot six, an eight pack, not a one pack, an eight pack, and a glorified body likened unto his to live with him forever and ever and ever and ever. You know how they say today that 50 is the new 40? Child of God, a billion 
is the new million. Because a billion years from now, I'll still have that same glorified body and I'll still have the same energy. I'll still be going strong. And you and I can converse and have fellowship one with another because God opened his mouth. Somebody praise God today. I'm going to jump around here a little bit because I'm preaching. Somebody asked the question, what about persecution? Some people think that serving God, everything's going to go good from there on out. And if it's not going good, it's the devil. Oh, it devil's after me. Somehow I messed up. Devil's after me. The Bible says, put your Bibles on. Don't live in la-la land. Don't let somebody else try to speak a word into your life. Get your Bible out for yourself. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Don't come crawling around with some mamby-pamby attitude because you got sick that somehow God failed you. That's hogwash! Hogwash! Sister Barbara, I am determined to live in this thing the best I can for as long as it goes, but I am in no way thinking I'm going to take it with me. I don't want this thing when I cross over. I want a brand new model. Yes, and this whole thing's going to have trouble. It's going to have trouble. And it's not because I did something wrong. You need to read the word for yourself and get it down in your heart. When did we stop studying the books of Paul? When did we stop looking and seeing that he wrote the majority of the New Testament and much of it from prison? Oh, Oh, no, God's going to bless you, and you're just going to launch out into a fabulous ministry, and you can bypass all the learning process. <laughs> just, just launch, hogwash. God will not exalt a novice, lest he be carried away of his own ego and things. Somebody say Amen. Get into the Word. Know the Word of God. If you're going to be a respected servant of God, a respected minister, you will come up through the ranks like everybody else had to. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You think about world events. I wish Brother Gary was here this morning. God has given him to us to keep us aware of what Israel is facing. You want to know the thermometer and the time sequence that the Father has in his mind. You watch the nation of Israel. They are surrounded by enemies. They probably don't have anybody that they can really, really trust. It's all about politics. It's all about keeping the peace. 
Let me tell you something. When you make a peace pact with the devil, you've given up. If you tell the enemy, I'll go to church just, just once a week or I, I, you know, I, I won't get too religious. I won't get too involved. Just, just leave me alone. He'll leave you alone. But when you decide and you know that the enemy, Lucifer, is your enemy, that he's after your very existence, that he wants to destroy you, your family, and everything that you have ever studied for and lived for, you then, you don't know him because that's exactly who he is. He's my enemy because he's the enemy of my Savior. He is my enemy. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about him and I don't say a lot about him unless I'm just preaching on how to avoid him. Some people get up in church and say, I've been persecuted all week. Bless God. Pray for me that I make it. Come on. You're just dragging around and you're dragging your luggage and you're dragging a testimony that pulls people down. You can make up your mind right now what kind of a person you're going to be. You can walk into a room and turn the lights on or you can walk in the room and watch them dim. You make the decision. I want to be a person that uplifts the Lord Jesus Christ. And no, not everything went well for me this week. It did not. But I want to tell you, everything is going to be all right. Absolutely everything is going to be all right. I still work for a goofy boss. Ask my wife. I I couldn't explain it. You'd have to be there to experience it. But that's where God placed me. There's probably not another man on earth that will witness about Jesus Christ to him. Because everyone else avoids him. And there are times that I go and hide. Not to go to sleep. I just can't take it no more. But there's times he sees my life and he knows how I'm living and he knows that's the way it is. So somehow you can be a person that stands in the gap between that difficult person and God. You may be that very person. And so often when we find ourselves in persecution, we pray for deliverance. When all the same and all the while, the Word of God tells us that we have got to grow in the Lord in the difficult situation. You never grow in the Lord when you're on the mountaintop. You grow in the Lord when you're down in the valley. You're depending upon Him and you're calling out to Him. Don't pray for a wings of the eagle like David did that he could fly away and get out of the situation he's in. Pray that God will strengthen you. Pray that God will empower you. Pray that God will give you the opportunity to witness and then let the word of God do its creative work in the life of that disbeliever. They can become a believer. Sister Shannon, when the wave breaks, you're on that surfboard and you find yourself on the shore, that's when you quit. The Holy Spirit says it's time. 
you understand, you get the idea that the creative word of God is here today. What is he saying to you? Is he giving you the opportunity to latch on and have faith this morning? Do you know absolutely that your whole life is wrapped around that person named Jesus Christ? I understand and I do also visit the doctors on occasion. But know this, that doctor couldn't write his own name without the power and the will of God. My wife, she's an RN, you can ask her. All them doctors that you pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to, they're just like you. They just know a craft. That doesn't make you a dummy because they know that. You're unique. You're a child of God. God spoke you into existence in your mother's womb, gave life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Do you know that you are absolutely unique and you have an absolute purpose in the plan and in the will of God? God so ordained it, God spoke it. You're not junk. You're not expendable. You are on purpose. You may be doing things that are taking you down the wrong path, but God can put you on the right path and that right now. Right now. Pastor Ben, I have found that to get on the right path with God and to stay there takes a made-up mind. That when you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning... You don't say, oh, what a sorry sack of corn that is. (laughs) God made you on purpose and he doesn't make sorry sacks of corn. There's plenty of wrinkles and plenty of problems. You got one ear up higher than the other and one eye squints a little bit more than the other. And, you know, everything is going south. Can you imagine if everything went north? What a mess that would be. Your own purpose. Your own purpose. I'm on purpose. You say, I don't like the way you preach. Sorry about that. Somebody got here before you did and made me the way that I am. There's preachers that are soft-spoken. There's preachers that are loud. And then there's me. That's the way it is. Take a look around the room. How many cultures are represented here? All on purpose. Every single one. All on purpose. Some of us, like Brother Nathan, I said, we got, we got some facial hair going on here. Nothing wrong with that. We're all on purpose. Some of us got hair on top, some not so much. All on purpose. On purpose. There's no junk. I want you to know that there's no junk. You want the will of God in your life, start reading His Word and let the Word meld into your very person. 
Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't let somebody else guide you with a word from the Lord. Let the Holy Ghost guide you. You. You have a relationship with the Father. That other person, they may have one, but I don't need them to know God's will for my life. God didn't make junk right here. There's no junk up here walking around. I've got a decent mind, sister. I got a good ear. And I can hear that still small voice just as well as anybody else. It just takes me settling down, getting quiet, opening the word, sometimes driving my car down the highway, letting the Spirit of God entertain, and I entertain His Spirit. And then when I'm quiet, I can hear, Thus saith the Lord. You know, you may wonder why I drive 50 miles to be here. Pastor Ben didn't call me here. We're best of friends. I want you to know that. But he didn't call me here. The Father called me here. That's it. And I knew it. I didn't get somebody else running up to me, laying hands on me, giving me a word from the Lord that that I should have been able to get myself. No. I got it my own self. The Father spoke to my heart. I want you to know you are something in the Lord. You don't need somebody else telling you. You need to get along with God and get it for yourselves. Give the Lord praise this morning.